Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Studios. This is the American Gun Show, presented by Sig Sauer. Now your host, the defender of your rights, and the voice of freedom, Jason Reed. And welcome in to the satellite studio here, the Freedom 515 studio. Welcome in to the American Gun Show, powered by SIG. I am your host, Jason Reeve, the voice of freedom. Welcome into the show, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Guys, we got some good news today. Well, I don't know if it's good news or bad news. I mean, I I don't know. But uh, Joe Biden uh, has tested negative for COVID-19, proving that even the virus doesn't want him. And uh, so he's going to be out uh, destroying America. Uh, If you guys did not hear the news today, uh, we are officially now in a recession, even though um, we've been in a recession for a little while. Uh, but you know, back to the, uh, COVID-19 thing with Joe Biden, Joe Biden had, uh, COVID-19, despite the fact of being, uh, double vaxxed and boosted. So, uh, you know, what's the biggest difference between Pfizer and Kyle Rittenhouse In Kyle Rittenhouse's case, three shots work. So, uh, we're going to go ahead and leave it at that. Uh, I'm going to welcome in my guest at this time, Nick Messer, the voice of freedom. How you doing, buddy? Hey, how you doing? Well, Pretty good uh, way to start off the show, huh? Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I mean, uh, 75% of Democrats don't want Biden to run in 2024, and uh, he got COVID-19, and even the virus didn't want him, so there you go. His party doesn't want him. The virus doesn't want him. Most of the Americans don't want him. And uh, we are- Take the hint, Joe. And we are officially in a recession right now. So are, are, is it an official re- recession by the old definition or the new definition? The old definition. Okay. Uh, the, the economy shrank by 0.9%. Uh, of course, Joe Biden and his minions in the media are trying to spin it as, oh, no, everybody's doing great. You know, we unemployment is so low and blah, blah, blah. And an economist said, well, yeah, the job market's booming because uh, – People have to work two or three jobs just to get uh, make enough gas money to drive to work. Yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, 
you know, classic, uh, classic uh, Joe Biden and the media covering it for. And, and, you know, I asked the question earlier today, would George Bush or Donald Trump have gotten away with this? No. This, uh, by far, he is the worst president in American history. Period. Hands down. Um, speaking of which, we're going to go into, and we're probably going to spend a majority of the hour on this here. Uh, yesterday, the House Oversight Committee held a hearing on gun violence, and they had the CEO of Strom Ruger, which is uh, uh, Chris Kilroy, and Marty Daniel, the CEO of Daniel Defense, at this hearing. And this hearing was just an absolute crap show. I, I can't say uh, what I really want to call it, but it was an absolute crap show. Uh, and we're going to we're gonna get into that. I want to start off, and the video might not be good, but I want to try to get the audio through here because this is the chairwoman, Carolyn Maroney, questioning uh, Marty Daniel and uh, Chris Kilroy. And I want you to pay close attention to the way this is done and the responses that they get from uh, the CEOs of Daniel Defense and uh, Ruger. Right now on Capitol Hill. It seems to me that if a company really cared that its products were being used to kill scores of Americans, it would stop selling them. But of course the gun industry won't do that because they're making lots and lots of money from these weapons. Over the last 10 years, Daniel Defense collected more than half a billion dollars in revenue selling AR-15 style assault weapons, the weapon of choice in too many mass shootings. Ruger also made over five hundred million on these weapons and Smith and Wesson made more than six hundred million. That is the very definition of putting profits over people. Today the committee room there are victims and surviving family members from the Highland Park and Ovalde shootings. Mr. Daniel, you have sent thoughts and prayers to the victims of Ovalde, but you have never accepted responsibility for selling the weapons that killed these innocent children. And you testified earlier uh, that there has been a, a decline in personal responsibility. Will you accept personal responsibility for your company's role in this tragedy and apologize to the families of Uvalde? Chairwoman Maloney, these acts are committed by murderers. The murderers are responsible. Reclaiming my client. Mr. Kiloy, how about you? Will you apologize to the victims here today and victims around our country and their families in Sutherland Springs, Boulder, and other cities who were harmed by your problem? With all due respect, while as I, I grieve like all Americans at these tragic incidences, uh, again, to blame the firearm in the particular firearm in use here that we're talking about, modern sporting rifles, thank you. to blame the firearm as an inanimate object. Reclaiming my time. So let me get this straight. And with all due respect, you market weapons of war to civilians and children. You make millions by selling them. But when someone pulls the trigger, 
you refuse to accept responsibility. And I would call that a staggering lack of accountability. I hope the American people are paying attention today. It is clear that gun makers are not going to change unless Congress forces them to finally put people over profits. We're going to talk. All right, so that was the initial uh, video there. Uh, I, Nick, what are your initial thoughts? If I open my mouth any more than what I'm about to say, we'll get kicked off the air. That's all I'm saying. I, I, need, I, I will I absolutely more, explode. I think, I think we need a little more than that. Then. <laughs> How is she even in office? Seriously. Yeah, you I know. don't become any more of a moron in any other fashion. Like, I'm, I'm going to go so far as how much did it cost them to make that sign behind her? And you want to talk about profits over people? What do you think Congress does every damn day? They put profits over people. All right. You've got pe you've got people like 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 Bernie Sanders who go into Congress. And they don't have a dime to their name. They've been a grifter for 45 years of their life and they get into Congress and now he drives a Ferrari. And you want to talk about profits over people? Yeah, she had some audacity there. What do you you know? I, I was taken back with the whole. Are you going to apologize and take personal responsibility for the victims of Valdi? and Buffalo and Boulder to both the CEOs. And when you notice when she did not get the answer she wanted, I reclaim my time. Yeah. You're going to say what I want you to say, or you're not allowed to speak. And it's literally like, how is she is uh Marty Daniel and uh, Mr. Uh, Kilroy responsible for the actions of a criminal? They're not. They're literally not. That would be like say, trying to get the CEO of, of Ford to, to, to come down and take personal responsibility because of a DUI accident. Yeah. Or, or are we going to get the CEO of Ticonderoga who produces pencils to come down and take personal responsibility for people failing tests? Or how about the, how about the CEO of Faberware coming down and taking personal responsibility for the, the obesity crisis that we have in the United States? Or, or are we going to do that as well? Yeah, I mean, she she had some audacity there to uh, okay. and her, in her opening statement, she accused Smith and Wesson, Daniel Defense, and Ruger of supplying weapons of war to mass shooters. It's your fault. They are engaged in a legal manufacturing of their product. They are engaged in a legal distribution of their product. So it you're setting the stage here to say, okay, well. If somebody misuses a car, we get to sue Ford or Chevy. We get to do whatever we want because uh, we don't like it. Right. And I, I got to tell you, I watched the majority of the hearing today and the Democrats did themselves no favor. Uh, Congressman Jody Heiss, a Republican from Georgia, demanded that from Maloney early in the hearing. He said, quote, I want to know when, where, uh, when are you going to apologize to the American citizens for not dealing with real issues and showing responsibility and accountability? We, 
when we are going to have a hearing on this in this committee holding people responsible in cities and municipalities and states and right here in our own Congress for being soft on crime. Right. He said, when, when are we going to have the hearings on this? To do away with this ridiculous, outrageous policy of defunding the police. You know, uh, they, don't, they don't ever want to talk about that kind of stuff. No, because they don't want you to be able to defend yourself from them, period. But the, the fact of the matter is, and, and there's, there's was a lot of takeaways from this uh, hearing. This was not a hearing. This was an inquisition. Yes. This was a trial. We are going to vilify the gun manufacturers because the gun manufacturers, they're the evil people. And, and if we really want to be truthful about it here, the gun manufacturers don't sell to the public. They sell to FFLs and they distribute their product to the FFLs. Correct. So for Congress to even make the claim, or well, I shouldn't say Congress, but for Democrats to even make the claim that Daniel Defense sold to a mass shooter is just completely absurd. Right. And we're, and, 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 and that's the thing we're, that's not a comment intended to pass the buck down to the FFL, which is what, you know, California is trying to do, but we can get into that another time. Um, <clears throat> but you cannot demand someone take responsibility for something they actually did not have a part in. All right. Plain and simple. All right. Just to get dark for a second, okay? If I go buy a shovel at Walmart and beat somebody to death with it, are we going to hold Walmart responsible? Are we going to hold the manufacturer, the person who created the shovel, responsible? No. It doesn't make sense. It's stupid. It's moronic. All right? It's not ignorant. Ignorant is just not knowing. It's literally stupid and moronic. When are we going to have a hearing on uh, hands and feet and knives? Because uh, we can prove year over year that knives and hands and feet kill more people than rifles. Of all types. More people than rifles of all types. Are we going to have a hearing on assault knives and assault hands and feet? Probably not. You know, the, the... this was a question I posed to a, a moron on Twitter today. If I come over and start beating you in the head with a stick, am I assaulting you or am I using an assault stick? And of course he didn't answer the question. Of course not. Because assault is an action. It's a verb. It's a, it's an a- action. If I'm beating mm-hmm. you over the head with a stick, I am assaulting you. Correct. Not that I got an assault stick. It's uh, the Democrats did themselves no favor. And uh, I'm going to we're getting ready to take a break. And when I come back, I'm going to share with you what David Kodria had to say, because David Kodria had a funny response to this whole thing. So when we get back to the break, um, we're going to discuss that. We'll be right back after this. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Six Hour is a great place to start. 
SIG is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But SIG just doesn't make pistols. Oh no, they make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the SIG Sauer Academy. Visit SIGSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SIGSauer.com. SIG Sauer. Never settle. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Um, Nick, I want to do a piece by A.W.R. Hawkins because we're going to continue the uh, conversation here on this this sham hearing. Uh, And her opening statement is a fact check that A.W.R. Hawkins did. Uh, Carolyn Maroney, Democrat from New York, claimed that weapons manufacturers are selling guns to mass shooters. In her opening statements, she said that gun manu- or, uh, that claimed that gun manufacturers sell the weapon of choice to mass murderers. Uh, the verdict is in. It is false. Gun makers do not sell guns to individuals. They sell guns to wholesale and distributors who in turn sell them to federally licensed dealers who in turn sell them to citizens who pass a federal background check. In her opening statements, Maloney described an AR-15 as an ultra-deadly weapon. She mentioned that the CEOs of Daniel Defense and Strom Ruger would address the hearing, and she said she hoped they would explain why they continue to sell weapons of choice to mass murderers. She specifically referenced Daniel Defense in saying, quote, 
Daniel Defense sold the assault rifle that was used in Nivaldi to murder 19 children. Now, on July 18th, Breitbart News noted that the special Texas House panel report showed the Nivaldi shooter was driven by his uncle to a local gun store where he bought two rifles. One of those rifles was made by Daniel Defense, but it was not sold to him by Daniel Defense. It was sold to him by a federally licensed dealer after he passed a Nick's criminal background check. The Associated Press reported that the Evaldi attacker legally purchased two guns in the days before the attack that killed 19 and two, 19 students and two teachers at Robb Elementary, an AR-style rifle from a federally licensed gun dealer in Evaldi area on May 17th and the second rifle on May 20th. So, again, Carolyn Maroney, Democrat from New York, is literally going, well... You know, the big thing is, is that you sold this gun. No, they didn't. You know, the, the audacity of this woman, and she, she went on in her opening statement to also, uh, gun violence kills more children than even traffic, traffic accidents. And there have been over 400 mass shootings so far this year in the United States. When are you going to be take responsibility and be held accountable for selling guns? to bad people. They don't. And the fact of the matter stands is, is that if I've never done anything wrong, you have no idea whether or not I'm a bad person. Period. If I have, if I have were to have it in my mind that I wanted to commit some sort of atrocity like Uvalde or Parkland or something like that, if I don't say anything to anyone, no one knows what I'm going to do at all, ever. Until I've done it. So the only other option that you could use to try to prevent something like that would be something I've brought up on multiple occasions. It's called pre-crime. We're going to go ahead and punish you for something you might do. And if that's the case, then you might as well just lock up every single person in the United States. Ohio Republican Jim Jordan had his moment in the hearing, too. And I got to tell you, the more the more and more I keep seeing of Jim Jordan, the more and more I like of this guy. Uh, Jim Jordan said, quote, we should just cut to the chase. The Democrats beef is with the Second Amendment. They don't like the Second Amendment. They want to get rid of the Second Amendment, but they can't because of the Constitution. The American people like the fact that we have the right to keep in bare arms to protect ourselves, our families and our property. They like that fact. And it's a cumbersome process to amend and change the Constitution. So they can't do that either. So they're going to say, we're going to ban a certain type of weapon. Let's call them assault weapons. Or we're going to call come after gun manufacturers and try to sue them. That's their course of action. Their beef is with the Second Amendment. They can't change that, so they're going to go around it. Yeah. Jim Jordan's not wrong. He's not. They're going directly after the supply because they can't do anything else. One of the parts that did come up in the uh, in the hearing is PLACA, the Protection of Lawful Commerce and Arm Act. Again, Chairwoman Maroney made the false claim that, and, and so many other Democrats on that, that committee, made the false claim that PLACA grants complete immunity to gun manufacturers from civil uh, or from uh, lawsuits. And that's 100% false. It is. What PLACA protects is frivolous lawsuits from idiots like Maroney 
who would who want to sue gun manufacturers out of business. Right. Well, and I mean, and and and, and they take this path on the momentum that was built over 2020 and 2021 over the repeal of qualified immunity for police officers because they claim that qualified immunity gives police officers the ability to just go out and commit atrocities and can't be held accountable for it. And that's not true. Yeah. What, uh, what the protection of lawful commerce and arms act protects against is that, um, the families of Vivaldi, Texas, cannot sue Daniel Defense for the actions of a criminal. Right. That's all it protects against. If you bought a Daniel Defense gun, you took it out to the range, and it exploded in your hand, and it comes to find out that there was a safety defect with that gun, I can sue Daniel Defense. Absolutely. Now, David Kodria, our friend over at the War on Guns, he made this funny statement. This is how dumb the Democrats are. The Democrats actually believe that they have the momentum on gun control. They honestly do. He was watching it during the uh, on a MSNBC vlog. Yeah, and that vlog only had two hundred viewers at its highest point. And some of them were probably people in there that were against it. Well, and and David Kodria, like he said. Uh, the only thing that Congress was doing in this hearing was pandering to the same people they always pand into, pander to. Yes. The Shannon Wattses, the Chris Browns, the, you know, Shannon Watts and Chris Brown were out uh, yesterday tweeting, you see, the gun manufacturers won't take responsibility for what they, they don't need to take responsibility for what they didn't no. do. It. This they is didn't no- have a part in it. This is no different than when they go and blame the NRA. Yeah. And here, it, it, here's the thing. You know what this was? This was a political stunt to ensure the Bloombergs and so on and so forth of this country pour money into their campaign coffers coming up on for midterms. That's what it was. They are they, that's, that's all it was. It was a charity event in order to raise money for their campaign. Yep, Absolutely. Um, for all this rhetoric and blame game that they were doing, the, the hearing consumed more than five and a half hours, and it's unlikely any positions have changed. Media reports continue to use this term assault weapon, despite the Associated Press saying early this month that they need to stop using that because it's a highly political uh, word. And uh, they're really trying to ram gun control through right now because of the fear of what's coming in November. Uh, but perhaps uh, Strom Roman or Strom Ruger's uh, CEO uh, Kilroy summed it up by reminding the oversight committee, quote, we firmly believe that it is wrong to deprive citizens of their constitutional rights to purchase a lawful firearm they desire because of criminal acts of wicked people. A firearm, a firearm can be used for good or evil. The difference is in the intent of the individual possessing it, which we respectfully submit should be focused of any investigation into the root cause of criminal violence involving firearms. He's not wrong. No, he's not. We have been saying, we have been saying this from the get go that you have, you cannot blame an inanimate object for the actions of a person. No, you cannot. You can't do that. 
No, you cannot. Because I'm just going to say this. Jason, have you ever had any of your firearms just get up and go on a shooting spree? No. Just, you know, just laying there on the counter or on the table. You took it, you know, you took your holster off because you come in the door and you lay it down on the table. Did get up and run around and start shooting stuff? No, it doesn't. It's an inanimate object. It can't possess. It doesn't. It doesn't have a thought process. It, it has no ideology. There is nothing good or evil about a firearm. It's the intent of the user of that particular inanimate object. All right, you know, it's it's like trying to say that a baseball bat is evil. You know. Well, you know, the thing is this, folks, and, and, and the people that listen to this show, watch this show, they, they know this. You know, they, they, they know 100 percent that you, you can't blame you, you can't blame a car for a drunk driver no more than you can blame a gun for what somebody uses or, you know, for what the person does. Now, another claim that was out and this was by Antonio O'Keefe, uh, a kefer good friend of ours here at the show. We were wondering where she kind of went because she left the NRA. Uh, we finally found out she's at Gun Owners of America now. And she pointed out that 94% of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. Yes. And, They're soft targets. That's why. And the bottom line, when she was doing her testimony in front of the court today, it's not surprising. She said, quote, it's not surprising that 94% of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. A 2024, and and she said, in fact, in 2014, updated in 2018, the Crime Prevention Research Center had showed that 94% of mass public shootings between 1950 and to that date in 2018 occurred in gun-free zones. And then she went and listed off all the places where attacks had happened, and some of them, they overlap into the same thing that the Democrats are saying. Uh, Parkland, Aurora... Virginia Tech, uh, all these places she named off that the Democrats like to use, they were all gun-free zones. Yes. But again, we don't care about that because these people, these Democrats, we don't care about that because we believe that a sign on the front door will protect you. That's what Diane Feinstein said. And yet, and yet, this is coming from people who are in a building protected by guns. That's because they're more important than we are. Do you not, are you guys at home not getting the picture here? The people that want to disarm you are protected by guns. Yes. Because the people that want to disarm you believe that they are, their life is more important than yours. They will get up on the, they will get up behind their pulpit like Miss Mulroney did. And preach down to you, the common man or woman, about how important they are. Folks, this is why you hear me use terms like peasant and mm-hmm. slave state. Mm-hmm. Because that's how these people see you, as a peasant. Yes. It's, you it's don't... Un- in their mind, you don't know any better, and you want to know what? I'm going to go ahead and come out and say it. It's your fault. It's your fault they treat you this way because you get out and you stick your head in the sand and say, it doesn't impact me. I don't care. Well, we were actually going to get to that. We, we were actually going to get to that. We're up against the break when we get back more on this conversation.
Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus Firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most, right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, uh, we're going to go ahead and keep the stupid train going because uh, we have another Democrat that made a stupid con This was probably my favorite part, Nick, of the whole hearing because I literally was sitting in my, on my, my couch laughing. This is how stupid Democrats are. I mean, this, this is just how dumb they are. They want to regulate stuff they know nothing about. And this is what I mean by this. Democrat uh, Raja Krishnamorthius. I don't know if I said it right. I don't care. Democrat from Illinois asked Daniel Defense and uh, Ruger, to stop selling armor-piercing rounds to uh, the public. He, he addressed Marty Daniel first, and when Marty Daniel talked about his company's commitment to self-defense, he shut Marty Daniel down and moved on to Mr. Kilroy. He said, quote, I assume you won't sell weapons that tear through bulletproof vests, will you? Kilroy responded, quote, Congressman, with all due respect, the ability to pierce armor typically relates to the ammunition, not the firearm. To which 
dumb Democrat from Illinois. So you will not sell that ammunition either, will you? And Kilroy explained, Congressman, we don't sell ammunition. We sell firearms in various calibers. Nick, have you ever seen Ruger ammunition on the shelf? No. I have never seen Ruger ammunition. I don't think I've seen Daniel Defense. No. Ammo. Nope. And do you want and do you guys want to know something that's really funny? And if I was if I was Marty Daniel right now, and I would make a really bad business decision. Because Marty Daniel, Daniel Defense, makes weapons for our military. Yes. And if I was Marty Daniel, I would say, you know what? You guys pulled me into this hearing to vilify me. Go find somebody else to make your weapons. There you go. Now, granted, I'm not the CEO of a company, and I know that would cost billions of dollars. But a little simple research would have found that Ruger doesn't sell ammunition. No, nope. But yet, this idiot from Illinois is going to come out and go, well, you're not going to sell armor-piercing rounds. We don't sell ammunition, sir. Yeah, like, they, don't, they don't manufacture ammunition at I all. I was literally sitting there on my couch laughing. Because this is this is how dumb the Democrats are. Right. But see, the reason why they carry that ideology is, is because they carry that ideology from Winchester and Remington. Who no longer produce firearms. Yeah. Yeah. So, they, uh, yeah. Winchester, they used to make the Winchester rifles and shotguns. They yeah. kind of backed off on that. Remington makes a couple firearms, but it's only like three or four. Yeah, and the and, and the rifles that they do produce are primarily sold to the military. The Remington 700 rifle. It's a military and SWAT rifle. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that's what I would do. If I if I was the CEO, hey, you know what? You want to try to vilify me and get my industry shut down? You know, I'm not selling to you guys anymore. You go go have the Russians make your guns. Yeah, the, these these are weapons of war that these are weapons of war that kill people. Yeah, you know, I just want to put this into perspective. Democrats are in control of our government and they spend more time. They are currently in control of our government. They could spend more time killing people across the world than any mass shooter ever has, period. In the name of what? All right. They send our young men off to die in wars for their pocketbook. Look it up. Yeah. Yeah. You're they, not wrong. They, they, go, they go out and they claim that Republicans are warmongers. They, they said Trump was going to get us in a war with Russia. And what is Biden doing? What are the Democrats currently doing? All right. They start wars. They believe they have it all figured out on how the world should be. And they're going to demand that everybody fall in line. Otherwise, they will destroy you either personally, uh, physically, or economically. They will destroy you. How dare you stand up against them? Well, we had another Democrat on the panel that claimed that a pistol brace on an AR pistol or AK pistol converts it into a machine gun. No. Now, folks, I have an AR pistol. I have a stabilizing brace that goes on that AR pistol. You know what that AR pistol is? 
it's a strap that stabilizing brace is a strap with a plastic part. Yes. That's all it is. It does not change the functionality. Does not change any functionality of the gun whatsoever. But yet this Democrat from Rhode Island. Oh, imagine his name. Forgot his name. Don't care. Said, well, when you put these stabilizing braces on firearms, they turn into automatic weapons. What? He legit said that. Yes. Oh, my God. Rhode Island. You need to pull your bottom lip over your head and swallow and then go fornicate yourself. You guys are idiots for voting for this guy. And and to your point, we were we were kind of heading to this. You kind of jumped ahead a little bit there. Um, folks, you voted for it. You, you did. People in, you people in Illinois and New York and California and Rhode Island, y'all voted for this crap. Yep. You all put these idiots in Congress to go out there and say dumb things like this. Now, most importantly, here's the thing. The media is not going to cover it like we do. No, they're not. They're not. In fact, the Associated Press, they were just pissed off. This hearing was framing the examination of practice and profits of gun manufacturing. That's what they were that's what the whole point of this hearing was about, right? But they pointed out that, oh, well, these companies over 10 years have made a billion dollars in over 10 years of profits selling firearms. Nick, when has trying to make your company a profitable one, when has that been a bad thing in America? When has that become an illegal action? It's never been illegal. The fact of the matter simply boils down to this. Call me loyal to the foil if you want to. Put my little tin foil hat on or whatever. They're coming for you. Period. That's what it boils down to. You said it a hundred times. You said it ad nauseum on this show, Jason. If they want to ban firearms after 247 years, what are they about to do that you would shoot them for? Because that's what they're doing. Well, just are, just what. If you're pissed now, Nick, just wait till I read what the assault weapons ban has to do. Oh, I've already read that. I already know. But we're we're, we're going to get into that next segment. But here here's the kicker, and, and this is an interesting thing. So over ten years in the past decade, from 2010 to 2020, Marty uh, or Daniel Defense Ruger and Smith and Wesson have made a profit combined. Of over a billion dollars. Right. That's a bad thing. But yet when we look at some of the other companies out there, Tesla made 3.3 billion in the first quarter of 2022 alone. Right. So when are we going to launch an investigation into Tesla? Because it's not about the profits that they made. It's about trying to ban something. Well, no, the, the whole point of this committee was we're going to expose the marketing practices and the uh, profits that the gun industry is making. That's what was framed as the whole thing. And then it just turned into a a complete crap show. 
the point that I'm making is Tesla made 33 or 3.3 uh, billion over the first quarter. You have other companies out there that are making billions mm-hmm. in a quarter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if profits are a bad thing, why are we not hauling Tesla, Walmart, Facebook? Why are we not hauling these people into the oversight committee and saying, Hey, you've made this, you've made uh, this much money in profits. Cause apparently now making profits for your company is a bad thing. Right. That's just what I want to know. And it comes down to something like, and it comes down, you're, you're partially right on what you said. It comes down to this. We hate guns. We hate them. That's why mm-hmm. we want, we want to heavily and the firearms industry is already heavily regulated, but mm-hmm. we want to, we want to regulate it even more. Because we hate you, right? And they're not—they're not going to stop until it's all completely gone. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to come into towns and they're going to start putting people on boxcars. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, you are a. Uh, it is. It is coming to a point where you, the American people, especially the gun owner, uh, gun, uh, gun owning Americans, uh, you are the enemy of the state. The fact of the matter stands is, is that in no time in history, in no time in history, has the good guy been the guy that says, don't worry, I'll protect you. Yeah. Yeah. You want to know how that turns out? Go ask an Austrian. Yep. Well, you you remember, if you look through history, when... The Nazi party came into power. They didn't just come to power and say, round up the Jews. No, they didn't. They disarmed, they disarmed them first. They moved them in the ghettos. Then they moved them to boxcars. Yep. Folks. Welcome to America. We, we are, we are literally living in 1984. We'll be right back after this. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org, where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun Options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight.
A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the cloak tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're here with a very angry uh, voice of reason, Nick Messer. Um, and we're probably going to keep him angry for about the next uh, 30 minutes, maybe maybe 45, depending on how it goes. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> You might have you might have to go to the hospital tonight, man. Are you trying to give me a heart attack? <laughs> well, I, I'm just reporting the news, um, dude. I am so disgusted in our society today. It's not even funny. It's it's really not the same people that will tell you that it's your choice are the same people that are telling you that other people need to be responsible for other people's choices. Like, seriously, are you yeah. kidding me right now? And you keep voting for them. It's it's almost like we're in this world where we're like, we, we couldn't make this up. They, they make the Honestly, argument. If you don't like abortions, don't get one. Well, if you don't like guns, don't buy one. And don't call the cops when you need one. Exactly. Because I don't care what anybody believes religiously or anything like that or societally. If somebody comes into your house in the middle of the night looking to do you harm, you're going to do two things. You're going to call someone with a gun and you're and you're going to pray they get there in time. Yeah. And as we pointed out in Greenwood, it took 11 minutes for the police to arrive. Exactly. But guess what? Somebody who decided you want to know what that sign doesn't carry the weight of law. I'm going to carry because this world is crazy. And guess what happened? He put eight sh eight out of ten shots at forty yards in the chest of a mass shooter and ended it in fifteen seconds. Well, speaking of uh, the Indiana shooting, uh, at the same time that the House was trying to uh, grill Marty Daniel and uh, Chris uh, Kilroy, uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee was holding a hearing on gun violence as well. Oh, imagine that! And guess who testified? Highland Park Mayor. Oh, really? Yes. Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rodding. And she said, article by AWR Hawkins. AWR, we're giving you guys a lot of love today, today man. I know he, he has been busy as snot writing these stories. He's going to need a vacation after this week. Highland Park, Mayor, Highland Park Mayor says armed good guy could not have stopped Rampage. But in Indiana, hero stopped shooting in 15 seconds. While right. speaking Wednesday before the Senate Judiciary Committee, Highland Park Mayor Nancy Rodding, Democrat, suggested an armed citizen engaging the July 4th parade attacker would have meant more carnage. 
Senator Dick Durbin. Now, I want you guys to listen to this quote because this quote right here tells you everything you need to know about Democrats. Mm -hmm. Senator Dick Durbin said, quote, some states allow people to carry guns with no training whatsoever. Hard stop there. Allow. That's all you need to know. Right. That tells you right there where Dick Durbin's mindset is. States allow their citizens to carry guns. I, I don't have anything to add to that. It said, if you can't understand what Dickie Durbin just said, I can't help you. Words are all I have. Yeah. So uh, Dickie continued asking Rodding, how much can we count on a good guy with a gun to stop a mass shooter when a mass shooter has an AR-15 style assault weapon that can empty a 30 round magazine in about as many seconds? And she responded, a good guy with a gun, quote, a good guy with a gun would have no impact on the shooter. She went on to describe witness testimony of sounds of bullets ricocheting and added, quote, and we had good guys on site who were trained, who got there within seconds. It was just hard to see where the attacker was. <laughs> Rodding mentioned a rifle round excessive or effectiveness against certain types of body armor. Then she said, quote, I think the fact that we have less than a minute should tell anyone who thinks a good guy with a gun would have made an impact. The only thing you would have that would have happened, there would have been more chaos and more carnage. Well, you see, on Sunday, an attacker with a AR-15 rifle opened fire in the Indiana Greenwood Mall when 22-year-old Elisha Dickens drew a handgun and neutralized the attacker within 15 seconds. The NRA noted that Dickens began engaging the attacker from a distance at 40 yards. Dickon fired 10 rounds, hitting the attacker with eight of those rounds and ending the attack. Now here's the interesting thing, because this information has just came out. Dickon had no formal police or military training. You know what training he did have? He got it from grandpa. Yep. This guy didn't even take NRA or USCCA training which we do advocate for here on the show. Mm -hmm. He had a childhood of growing up and going out and plinking 10 cans with a 22 starting at as, as a young child and learned how to ha properly handle a firearm. So again, folks, this goes to show you the stupidity of the Democrats. Mm -hmm. Highland Park happened, tragic as it was. Oh, a good guy with a gun couldn't stop it. We had trained good guys with guns there. We just couldn't find them. Okay, so I have a question for you. I have a question for you. I'm going to flip the script a little bit, and I'm going to kind of ask you questions. So let's talk hypothetical for just a moment. You're a police officer, Jason, okay? And you've worked in corrections, so you kind of have a little of this. So you're a police officer. You're working security detail for a July 4th parade. You start hearing gunshots. You see a member of the crowd aiming a pistol up into the air onto a rooftop. What do you do? I look at the rooftop. 
So what you're saying is, is that if a concerned citizen who had been able to carry their firearm was able to return fire, even if they were not actively, even if they weren't able to hit the mass shooter, it would have directed your attention as a police officer in the direction of which the fire was coming from. Yes. Okay. That's, that's all I needed to, uh, that's all I needed to point out. We, we do that at the range. I mean, we, we do that at the range. I mean, me and you have been at the range and we, you know, you always have that one guy at the range. And this is why I want a big piece of land where I can build my own range. Because you always have that one guy that comes out there and does an ammo dump. Yep. Always. I don't know why, but that guy will come out there and he will just dump his entire mag in as fast time as he can. And, you know, of course, I walk over there and I go, how did you think you did? Did you see the front shot, front sight? No. And then you come to find out that um, maybe he hit 20, 30% on target. Yeah, maybe. And this is, and this of course is at like seven yards. Right. This is the standard 21 feet. Um, the, the fact of the matter is this, we know this through statistics, police miss 80% of the time. Mm -hmm. They have a 20% hit to miss ratio. Right. They hit 20%. And miss 80% of the time. That's not exactly what I call good shooting. But Eli hit 80%. Exactly. Eli flipped the script. Eli, You know what? Maybe these officers need to go spend a little more time with Grandpa. Well, the thing is this, and, and uh, there's a firearms instructor. We're going to talk about this later in the show. There's actually a drill now that's been named after Elijah. It's called the Dickon Drill. Really? Yes. We're going to talk about that a little later in the show, so stay tuned for, the, for that. That'd be interesting. But here's the thing. And, and this is the very interesting thing about, you know, how dumb Democrats are. Good guy with a gun couldn't have stopped it. If you would have just looked over in the next state. Oh, it, and this is the part that just kills me. We have proof that a good guy with a gun in the right place at the right time neutralized the threat in under 30 seconds. Yes. Nick, actually, I'm going to take it this way because I, I just thought of this. What is the biggest difference between Highland Park and Greenwood, Indiana? The biggest difference? Um, the the uh, Indiana has constitutional carry, and you can carry your firearm just about anywhere you want to go. But in Highland Park, you've got to go through a multi-step process that takes months in order to be able to carry. Exactly. You see, going back to Dickie Durbin, you see some states allow their citizens to carry guns. Right. Well, thank God Indiana allows us to carry our guns because people were saved. You see, in Illinois, they don't allow you to carry guns. And look what you got. Mm-hmm. See, the fact of the matter stands is, is the way the constitutional carry bill is written in the state of Indiana, the language that it uses, it says that the Second Amendment is a constitutionally protected right and that the state has no authority to dictate that to that to individuals. It's not that Indiana allows its citizens to carry. It's that Indiana says we can't stop them. We have no authority to stop them from carrying. That's the difference. You know, I tell you right now, Nick. If I was in that committee, 
if I was a witness there and Dick Durbin made that statement, you know what I would have said? Like your state government allowed the Highland Park shooter to get his gun? Right. You want to talk about allowed? There was a clear and present danger out on that shooter, and yet your state police allowed him to purchase a a firearm. There you go. Allowed him to get a firearms owner ID card that allowed him to purchase a weapon. And that's the and that right there is another piece of evidence that goes back to what I said a couple of episodes ago. All right. Did I not say that maybe I'm not saying that Democrats are causing these situations to happen, specifically putting pieces in place to make these situations happen, but they are definitely getting out of the way when it comes to preventing them. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. They're recognizing the opportunity when it happens and they're standing out of the way very much like an offensive lineman gets out of the misses his block intentionally so that his quarterback behind him gets hit. That's what they're doing. They're recognizing these situations as, as they come up, they, they recognize that the Highland park shooter, I'm I don't even know his name. I don't really care to know his name. I'm not going to sensationalize him in this particular situation. I'm not doing okay. Yeah. He's, he's a piece of filth. All right. He's an evil human being. And I don't need to I don't need to recognize his name, but the state of Illinois recognized that he was a danger and that there was a possibility that he was going to go out and do something incredibly horrible. And they said, you know what? Go. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. All right, folks, we had kind of a little technical difficulty there. Um, Nick, uh, your point that you were making, uh, please continue that when we got cut off with a connectivity issue. Oh, um, I don't know at what point we really got it kind of got caught off, you know, but the basically what I was trying to say is, is that they recognized that the shooter in Highland Park was going to be a problem. They already had it recorded. It was already documented. And they said, you want to know what? Let this guy's going to be a danger and we're going to be able to use this. Let it happen. Well, and the thing is this. And, you know, Dick Durbin said it best. Dickie Durbin, eat your own words and venture forth and fornicate yourself. Yes, um, I agree. All right. All right. Uh, assault weapons ban has been delayed amidst Democrat infighting. Uh, roll call reports that the House Rules Committee pulled an assault weapons ban for consideration Wednesday amidst news that some Democrats were not going to support it. Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio called the canceled vote, quote, a win for liberty. Roll call notes the punt comes as Democrats have tried to build political momentum for gun control measures beyond a rare bipartisan bill to address gun violence that Congress passed last month. Breitbart News reported that Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee passed the assault weapons ban 
July 20th of 2022 amidst a United Republican opposition. The sponsor of the bill, David Cecilian, Democrat of Rhode Island, believes stabilizing braces turns pistols into automatic weapons. Moreover, the ban on assault weapons, which will prohibit at least 45 specific AR-15s and 38 Ks. But wait, there's more. It also bans numerous semi-automatic pistols. See, on July 23rd, Breitbart News pointed out that this ban also applies to semi-automatic pistols with a detachable magazine and a threaded barrel because of the popularity of suppressors for hearing protection. Nearly every semi-automatic pistol manufacturer makes pistol models with threaded barrels and detachable magazines. This means an untold number of semi-automatic pistols would be banned under this bill. Also, any semi-automatic pistols with a fixed magazine capacity holding more than 10 rounds would also be banned, as would semi-automatic shotguns with a fixed magazine holding more than six rounds. With this week's vote canceled, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi released a statement suggesting the measure may be taken up in August when Congress reconvenes. So there you go, folks. Everything that we have been talking about all through this. Oh, Democrats ain't coming to take your guns. They are banning every gun that takes a detachable magazine. Yep. Which means all the guns I own are illegal. Yep. All the guns you own, Nick, are yep. illegal. Mm-hmm. The only gun that is legal are shotguns that hold less than uh less than uh six six rounds, uh pistol or revolvers, and rifles that hold uh less than uh five rounds. And, and, and to be quite honest with you, um, I can see them making the case that even some revolvers would be banned because some revolvers have detachable cylinders. They would c- consider that a detachable magazine and that would be banned as well. Don't yeah. don't tell me they wouldn't do it. Yeah. So but nobody's coming for your guns. Right. I got people over here on Discord. Nobody's coming for your guns. Really? Right. And and I would like to make this point too. The gun control groups talk about how so many people in the United States, the majority of Americans, want common sense gun legislation. They can't even get the entire Democrat Party to agree on it. They had to punt the law to the next session. They had to punt the bill to the next session because they can't even get themselves to agree on it. Well, do, do, Nick, do you remember uh, when Ralph Northam was passing all that gun control in uh, uh, Virginia? Virginia? he didn't get the assault weapons ban because some Democrats actually said, yeah, I can't go here. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, we can't like, I've already done enough. I've already pissed off enough people. Here's an idea. Here's an idea for some common sense gun, gun, gun control legislation. How about this? How about we hold the Illinois state police accountable for allowing the Highland Park shooter to purchase a firearm after they knew that he was a clear present danger and did not report that to the Nick system? How about we do that? That would be common sense gun legislation. You know, I would love to see that, to be honest with you. I, I would, because, um, folks, uh, I, I don't know if you guys caught me on Sunday. I was uh, with Dougie Carter, our esteemed uh police commissioner of the Indiana state police. Now you remember, and we were talking about what happened in Greenwood 
Now, you guys remember that Dougie Carter was the one who came out in opposition of Indiana constitutional carry because it's going to be blood in the streets. It's going to be the Wild West. We can't tell a good guy from a bad guy with a gun. That was Doug's argument. Couldn't tell before, but that's beside the point. Yeah. And Doug Carter said, you know, it shouldn't be the citizen's responsibility to engage violent threats. That's the job of the police. To which I responded to Dougie. So does this mean we get to hold you accountable when you don't show up in time? Right. Oh, Dougie had nothing to say. Oh, of course he didn't have anything to say. Dougie didn't know what to say. And see, that's the thing. In the state of Indiana also, this is where you caught him by by the cojones there a little bit. All right? Because also, this is a legal aspect in the state of Indiana. Indiana, it's impossible. It's it once claimed it's impossible to pass liability. So by Dougie making the claim that it's not the people's responsibility to engage a threat, that it's the police's responsibility, he is claiming liability for that and will be held responsible when he fails. So uh, again, to, to my point that, that I made to him, so does this mean we get to hold you accountable? And, you know, somebody chimed back later and was like, oh, but the Supreme Court said it doesn't matter what the Supreme Court said. This guy just told me that it is the police's job to keep the community safe. So, okay, so we're going to hold you accountable when you can't do that. And you know what would be a really good step at that? Making sure that all of the information on criminals is imported, is, is downloaded to the NICS system in the timeliest of fashions. Well, we've talked about that numerous times. The NIC system is only as good as the information you put in. Mm-hmm. It's only as good as the information that's being put in. That's why when the fixed NICS bill came out, we were for it. Yeah, I'm for it too. Do you know, because do, what was the big shooting that caused the fixed NICS bill? The it, Sutherland Springs, Texas. Mm-hmm. That was because a, a dishonorably discharged, violent person from the Air Force. Yeah, the Air Force dropped the ball on this one. Yep. And and let me me just say this. I give credit where credit's due because at least the Air Force had enough balls to come out and say, we got this wrong. Yep. We screwed up. We got it wrong. Yeah. And we're damn sure going to make sure it don't happen again. At least they had the balls enough to do that. Unlike people like Doug Carter, who... Shut up, Doug. You want to know something? Doug Carter, much like all your Indiana State Police commissioners, they're not elected. No, they're appointed. They're appointed. And we're in a Republican state here in Indiana. He mm-hmm. was appointed by our Republican governor. Mm-hmm. This guy's nothing more than a rhino. Yep. Republican only in the name. Because the fact of the matter, when we look at the Greenwood shooting. is the fact that an armed individual in the right place at the right time that this kicked off, it was done and over with. There would have been countless lives lost if Elijah Dickens was not there. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Do you think, what's the likelihood that it would have ever even happened if it hadn't been a gun-free zone? Well, you know, to be completely honest with you, the if there wasn't a sign at the mall that said gun-free zone, it probably wouldn't have. Because the, the reality is this, and we talked about this a little bit 
at work, me and you, mm -hmm. you know, most people that plan these mass shootings, they scope out where they're going to do the mass shooting. Right. And they know whether or not it's a gun-free zone or not. The statistics show that with 94% of mass shootings from 1950 to now happening in gun-free zones, they were specifically chosen as locations because they were gun-free zones. These aren't crimes of opportunity. These are premeditated and planned based off of the location. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen in manifestos. Well, I know somebody ain't going to shoot back at me. Right. Well, and then, then, then the study that you talked about, this, uh, this was several months ago, but you talked about how they interviewed a bunch of criminals and how they selected their intended victims. And they always, mm -hmm. they, they overwhelming, overwhelmingly said, well, I picked somebody I didn't think was able to defend themselves. Yeah. And keep it in point too. And I, I want to throw this out here because, you know, we are talking about, you know, assault weapons ban and stuff like that. Uh, there was a mass shooting in China today. Mm, yeah. There's a mass shooting in China. And then um, China, in the words of Dick Durbin, China does not allow their citizens to carry guns. And yet, mass shooting. Two weeks ago, the former prime minister of Japan was assassinated. Japan, in the words of Dick Durbin, does not allow their citizens to carry guns. And this person made one. Huh. So, you think here in America, we ban all guns, stangle, crazy people still ain't going to find a way to kill people? Of course they will. You had psychopaths in New York a few years ago driving cars through a crowd of people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I, I've said it ad nauseum, criminals don't care about the law. It doesn't matter. I don't care how many laws you pass. All right? They don't care. They want to hurt people. All right? So it doesn't matter how many laws you pass. They're not going to walk up to a sign that says gun-free zone and go, crap, I can't do my mass shooting here. I'm not allowed to have a gun. They don't care. Yeah. They already yeah. don't care about committing murder, which is illegal. So do you think they care about a sign whether or not it carries the weight of law? No, they don't. Nope. The best thing that you can do is, is start instituting an ideology in this country to let the criminals know that they need to be afraid of their intended victim. Well, you said it best, Nick. Um, this mass shooting that was stopped in that mall in Greenwood, I guarantee if there's somebody else in Indiana planning it, they're, they're going to go, whoa, twice. wait a minute. They're thinking twice about it now. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're thinking twice about it now. Our favorite congresswoman, Lauren Boebert, today introduced, uh, I, I don't want to say it was legislation, but I think it was... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Resolution. Resolution. Thank you. Lauren Boebert introduced regis, uh, legis resolution. <laughs> resolution <laughs> to honor Elijah uh, Dickens for his role in protecting lives uh, at the uh, Greenwood uh, Mall. And uh, thank God we have a congresswoman that is smart 
in Congress like Lauren Boebert. Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's great. And, I, and, and like I said, if this kid doesn't get a key to the city of Greenwood, something's wrong. But all right, folks, we are going to step away for timeout. When we get back, as I promised, we're gonna we're gonna keep Nick kind of fired up for at least fifteen more minutes because the ATF's at it again. We're going to talk about that when we get back. Hello, folks. Jason Reeve here. If you're looking for a great firearm, Sig Sauer is a great place to start. Sig is the makers of the P320 and the P365. In fact, the P320 has replaced the M9 as the sidearm of the United States Army. But Sig just doesn't make pistols. Oh, no. They make shotguns, bolt-action rifles, and semi-automatic rifles, all to fit your firearm's needs. And if you're looking for training, well, you can sign up for the Sig Sauer Academy. Visit SigSauer.com to browse firearms or sign up for training. That's SigSauer.com. Sig Sauer. Never settle. The Freedom 515 movement is an opportunity for Americans to stand together for our constitutional rights, freedom, and civil liberties. We will no longer accept a government that does not work for the people, and we will not accept a media agenda aimed at dividing this country. The time to take a stand in solidarity with your fellow patriots is now. Join us. This peaceful movement is a transpartisan one. As long as you agree that we need and deserve better from our representatives and our government, you have a home here. Visit www.freedom515.com to sign up for email notifications or to join. That website is freedom515.com. The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. This is Erin, founder of Freedom 515, and you're listening to The American Gun Show. Now back to Jason Reeve. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And uh, Nick, how's your blood pressure, buddy? Uh, it came down a little bit. I went and got a cup of coffee. So hopefully Doesn't that I raise can... blood pressure? <laughs> uh, it, coffee calms me down. I got ADHD. Caffeine works in the opposite. Oh, uh, you're like Agent Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Coffee keeps me cool. Yeah. It, do, it, it does, actually. It gives me something to fixate on instead of having my brain running all over the place. You know what Rule 27 is? Inform me. Uh, never touch a Marine's coffee unless you want to die. I can believe that. Is Rule, <laughs> is, is rule 26, don't touch his crayons? Uh, no, uh, but it's not like Rule 25, uh, Air Force uh, nap time. Uh <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to be completely and totally honest with you. My chair has wheels on it. <laughs> it's a swivel chair. <laughs> All right. Um, 
guys, last week, me and Nick talked about a story from Lee, the gun writer Williams, our good friend here. Uh, I love Lee so much because he is such a great investigative journalist. He's a real journalist, not that stuff you see on the alphabet soup media. Lee's a real journalist. And we talked about how the ATF came to a guy's house and said, hey, we know you did nothing wrong, but we need to we need to make sure that you bought these firearms, you know, make sure they're not straw purchases. Ah. And uh, it's a complete violation of his fourth amendment. And the thing is this, and this is a very interesting point that I found out today. That yeah. was, that was 24 hours after Dettelbach was sworn in as the ATF director. Well, Lee's not done. Lee actually found that a ATF agent was caught creating a legal gun registry with a personal cell phone. Dave Nagel, one of the three co-owners of Black Metal Firearms in Mesa, Arizona, said that there was something odd about the inspector the ATF sent to audit his gun shop late last year. Pamela Scott, an industry operations investigator, or IOI, from the ATF's Phoenix Field Division, showed up in December of 2021. Her audit lasted two months and concluded in February, which ruined more than a few Christmases. um, Nagel said, quote, people asked me why I wanted to or waited to July to go to public about this. The public needs to know that the crazy stuff the government is accused of doing, they're actually doing. Nagel and Scott clashed from the very beginning. All of his records were on paper. Nothing was computerized. She asked me why our stuff wasn't digital. I told her I wouldn't trust her with our digital info. (laughs) God, I like this guy already. Uh, During the exchange, Scott told Nagel he had a lot of gun nuts frequenting his shop. (laughs) Gun nuts. Nagel responded with, I told her we prefer gun enthusiasts. She said she preferred gun nuts and she works for the ATF. Scott found nothing in the shop's books other than a few minor clerical errors that were no missing firearms or any specific problems. She said she was going to put us in for a, uh, to have their license taken away. We're going to re- uh, revoke your FFL. And it may change as, as soon as it goes up the chain. But that was her recommendation, Nagel said. We didn't sell guns to drug cartels like the ATF did. <laughs> Everything we deal deal in is something that can be readily sold to a customer. There's nothing outlandish here. We sell normal stuff to the common man, and she treats us like drug dealers. <laughs> wow, we're already we're already getting off to a good start here, right? Mm-hmm. Wooza, wooza. This is a person who works for the ATF who calls us gun nuts. Hmm. We're gun nuts. I wonder what I wonder what lever she's pulling for who she's voting for. The blue one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, I love this guy's response. We don't sell guns to drug cartels like the ATF did. Right. Well, oh. and they you know why they had a problem with them not digitizing all of the information for their records? Because then the ATF can't clandestinely hack it anytime they want to. Exactly. And that's what he was saying. I don't trust you with our digital information. Right. And that was his exact words. And why don't they? 
What 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 did what were you telling me about before the show started? Yeah, and we're getting there, but that wasn't the most egregious thing. The most egregious thing on this was the fact that the ATF person, Miss um, Scott, was using two cell phones, a government-issued cell phone and her personal cell phone. This became important because he caught her copying pages of his books using her personal cell phone. The ATF requires gun dealers maintain acquisition and deposit books, a log for every firearm that is acquired by the shop, as well as all the personal information of the buyers. Once she started recording the information from our books, I confronted her. I was concerned she was creating a database, Nagel said. She claimed that copying our records for her personal cell phone was part of her purview to her investigation. Nagel has retained Scottsdale, Arizona attorney uh, Derek DeBoss to help him fight the uh, uh, the uh, revocation of her, his uh, FFL. DeBoss is strongly or reacted strongly when told of Scott's action. He said, quote, there's no reason for her to be taking photographs of my client's data. It's illegal and there are rules against this. Nagel uh, took several videos uh, from Scott's uh, copying of records and posting them to his social media. And if you go, actually, if you go over to um, Amoland.com and find this story by Lee Williams, there's actually a social media video of Scott doing this. So uh, Lee, of course, reached out to the ATF who declined to comment. Of course they did. So what are the takeaways here? Well, the takeaways are is that the ATF has recently come under fire for warrantless home inspections, questionable arrests, ignoring federal open record laws, and inflating ghost gun numbers in hopes that Congress will inflate its budget. The agency is clearly ramping up its enforcement efforts as part of the Biden-Harris administration uh, war on rogue gun dealers, which has caused FFL uh, revocations to skyrocket a staggering 500%. Mm -hmm. They're eliminating the supply. They're using the, the, the ATF as a weapon to eliminate the supply of firearms in the United States. Folks, you, listen, go ahead, Nick. The, they're not even allowed to use their personal vehicle to travel to an investigation. Okay. Government policy across the board is that if you are doing anything in an official capacity, you must use official equipment to do so. You are not to use your private equipment to operate in an official government capacity. That's why your senators and Congress people and so on and so forth, when they register their vehicle, they get a government plate. That vehicle becomes a government vehicle. Okay? That's what happens. They're not allowed to use their private cell phone to take pictures of documentation as purview of their investigation. That's no, that's a police, a detective's not even allowed to do that. Any, any of that documentation that she took on her personal cell phone, even if this was a rogue gun dealer in some way, shape or form. And that's a big if wouldn't even be admissible to court. No. It wouldn't be admissible to court. Now, here, here's the thing, though. And, and, you know, we talked about this with, 
you know, what happened in Delaware last week and now in Arizona this week and finding out that you have had FFLs that have had their federally license mm-hmm. taken away 500%. Yes. That is a, st- that is, that is hot. I can't even fathom the number. Mm-hmm. They are going, the ATF is again, nobody's coming for your guns. Really? Except for the ATF. Really? They're not. Do we need to talk about Waco again? That was a gun grab. That's exactly what Waco was. The <laughs> ATF is coming for your guns. They have an anti-gun guy who is in charge of it now. Well, and not only that, but I mean, okay, so for the sake of argument, yeah, maybe they're not coming for your guns yet. Not right at this moment, but they're eliminating your ability to get one. And that's where it starts. Well, remember what I said in Delaware. Do you think all they did was just take down those gun serial numbers and walk away? No, no, no. They took down the address. That's like, that's like the, the Scott out there in Arizona. Okay. They were taking, they were taking photos on their personal cell phone of people's addresses who had made multiple purchases of firearms so they could go to their house and investigate them. That's what they were doing. You see how this all came together? You see how what happened in Delaware and now what's happening in Arizona has all come together now? They've been They're told. going and obtaining your personal information. And guess what? They're going to be showing up at your house soon going, hey, we've seen you bought multiple guns on this date. We need to make sure you got them. Yep. They're confirming their database when they do that. That's what they're doing. And my And my response to that would be, Oh, you said I did nothing wrong? Okay. Uh, get off my property. Right. Go get a warrant and uh, come back and talk to me. Until then, I'm going to be getting a lawyer. And you can go forth and fornicate yourself. And uh, you could look, you know, the, the fact of the matter is this. We do. We talk about backing the blue on this show, right? But how mm-hmm. many times have I also told you when you can avoid it, don't talk to the police. No, don't. Now, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm friends with a lot of cops. You know, we don't talk about things like this uh, when we run into each other. You know, I'm not saying have a crappy interaction with the cop, but if a cop shows up at your house asking for information, don't say a word because everything can and will be used against you. That's part of your Miranda rights. They tell you anything you say can and will be used against you. Will. That's why we say, don't talk. But that's like we, we tell you, if there's a self-defense incident and the cops show up, you give them your name. That's the guy I shot. He was threatening. And then you shut the hell up. Yep. I you want a lawyer. That. And then you shut up. You don't say another word. <clears throat> Folks, we are seeing, we, remember we talked about 1984. We are seeing it. Mm-hmm. The ATF is getting information on you and they are going to be paying you a visit. Right. They, they flat out in Delaware come out and said, we went to the gun shop and we seen that you had bought, purchased multiple firearms. We're just coming to confirm. They come right out and said it. And that's what happened in Arizona. They took, they took pictures. That person took pictures of private individuals information, violating their fourth amendment, right. To go, be able 
to further investigate those individuals. And I would do the exact same thing. Am I accused of committing a crime? No, you haven't well, done anything and, and wrong. Remember, he had Go his get license. A warrant. He had his license revoked, even though there were no major issues, a couple right. of clerical errors. Right. And had his license revoked for that. And just so you guys know, just so the listeners know, clerical errors mean like he maybe had to make a change on his books and he scratched it out and wrote the new number in, but didn't initial it or something. Yeah. You know, that's what clerical errors mean. The fact of the matter stands is this. They want to know where they are because they're eliminating the supply and then they're going to come get the ones that are out there. Yep. That's That's what they're doing. That's where it's heading. That's exactly what they're doing. But nobody's coming to take your guns. We'll be back after this. Looking for a new firearm but don't know where to start? Well, look no further than Taurus. Taurus has a variety of firearms from revolvers to semi-automatics. These firearms include the Defender 856, the G2C, the all-new G3, and the TX-22 2019's Guns and Ammo Handgun of the Year. Taurus firearms are reliable and reasonably priced. Go to TaurusUSA.com to browse their selection of firearms. Taurus firearms, designed to protect. Hello folks, Jason Reeve here. As a veteran, I thought I knew a lot about guns until I joined the USCCA. I then realized how much I didn't know about guns or concealed carry. The training I got from the USCCA not only helped my marksmanship, but also my decision making and my confidence. If you are in need of this life-saving training, it's simple. All you have to do is go to uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. Hello, Jason Reeve here, and as a veteran, I know the struggle of being discharged from the military and readjusting to civilian life. Unfortunately, this is a battle that many of our veterans have to face. Suicide rates among veterans are 22 a day and are likely to climb. That is why the American Gun Show is a supporter of Mission 22. Mission 22 is a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to healing our American veterans when they need it the most right now. Mission 22 offers treatment for post-traumatic stress syndrome and traumatic brain injury and all other issues our veterans are facing today. Visit Mission 22 to donate. Mission 22, when their tour is over, our mission begins. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the United States Concealed Carry Association. Visit uscca.com to begin your path to becoming a responsibly armed American. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. And, uh, Nick, we're going to get off the uh, angry substance. And by the way, John is very proud of us. Neither one of us uh, required the dump button. So, Listen, John, you have no idea how hard it is. I wanted to go on a rant so bad. That's why my blood pressure was so high. I was holding it in. Yeah, it's um, it's it's very frustrating when, you know, we do. But, you know, the thing is this, and 
this is what's very important out here for you guys that are listening or watching this program. You need to tell people about it. You need to tell people about the program and have them tell their people about it because the alphabet soup media, the majority of Americans, believe it or not, still get their news from ABC, NBC, and CBS. Yes. Or Twitter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or TikTok. That's not news. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some good people that are on TikTok that are doing amazing things. There are good people on Twitter that are doing good things. But the the vast majority of people that we run into on social media it are wacko leftists. Yes. I mean, plain and simple. And <laughs> if you want to follow me on social media and see how whacked up I am, uh, there's where you can find me. I don't know, John. Did, I think John threw that in there just to screw with me. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to get John mic'd up one day and have him have him. I would like to hear John's comments on some of the things that we're talking about. Kind of like how Dana, how Dana does with, with Kane. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be, it, it would actually be kind of fun with it. Uh, we talked about the Dickin drill and the yeah, Dickin drill like about that. was named after Elijah Dickens, the, uh, or Dickin, the, the hero of Greenwood. And, uh, this article it's over at ammo land and it's written by Dan Reedy. Uh, Dan Reedy is a, let me bring down his uh, profile here. Dan uh, Reedy is an Air Force veteran, avid shooter, a dog with a passion for teaching. He holds instructor certifications from range master uh, training and consulting and the NRA. He has trained with Daryl Brooke, Mike Pinoy, Craig Douglas, among several other instructors. And he has amassed over 400 hours of professional instruction thus far. And in his spare time, you could find him teaching handgun, shotgun, and least lethal, less lethal. God, I'm having a problem talking tonight. Uh, classes as well. He wrote, recently I, I wrote a piece explaining a course of fire known as the Dickin Drill. This is a rough approximation of shooting at which stopped the killer in Greenwood, Indiana Mall just a few weeks ago. This incident was followed by a wave of people recreating Elijah Dickens' actions, uploading pictures and videos of their attempts at the Dickens drill to see how they stack up against the man himself. In the days following this drill, it's gone viral. I've been seeing folks online chastising those shooting the Dickens drill, uh, reasons range from us not exactly knowing the specifics of the shooting to allowance of misses or even hate for people suddenly being interested in shooting at ranges past three, five, seven and 25 yards. Since these criticisms are valid, others not so much in my opinion, he says unacceptable misses in the dick and drill. I think the biggest issue I take with most versions of the Dickens drill is the acceptance of two misses since Eliza made two misses himself. We are accountable for every round that leaves our firearm, even if it's used in a righteous fashion. Folks are scuffing out at the two misses because they hit nothing of importance by pure luck. If those two rounds had hit an innocent bystander, whether directly or after passing through walls, I feel that many would find this to be a big win for its portrayal and would likely uh, wouldn't be developing drills based on this incident. This isn't the disparity Eli, Eli Dickin. He did excellent work that day and is undoubtedly a hero. However, we should be striving to perform better and misses do not align with that goal. 
unintentionally hits are still hits. And we are mortal, morally and li legally liable for each bullet. Saving the day only to be held responsible for injury and death of innocence based on actions is still a negative outcome. Hold yourself to a higher standard and you and you likely will not raise or and you will rise to the occasion and be better than just your default level of training. Now, there are some still unknowns that are out about the Greenwood shooting. But what this drill is about is shooting at further distances, 40, 50 yards. So for case in point here, he says you use the 333 rule. Of course, uh, well, they believe in the fallacy of the 333 rule. The whole point of this drill is setting up where, okay, we're going to shoot uh, at 30 yards, 40 yards and five yards, and see how our grouping is. Now, you do allow for a little bit bigger grouping at 40 and 50 yards because it is a longer distance, but the fact of the matter is is that if you can get to a point where you're hitting a four-inch group on a 50-yard target, you're succeeding. Nick, what you think? <clears throat> Right wing guy here. I have a 12 gauge for deer hunting in the fall. What's with protecting the second amendment? It's not in danger of being repealed. Okay. Tell me you weren't paying attention to the show without telling me you weren't paying attention to the show. Kyle, were you here to, to listen to the, to, to what we were just talking about? We already know that the, there is not a danger of being repealed. So they're going around it. That's what we were talking about. You have we, you have ATF agents. Okay, so we talked about. My apologies, Kyle. I'm we, a little on the fired up side because of some of the things that we have been talking about today. Nick, we'll, we'll address comments in the next segment. I, I want to stick on this. Okay, go ahead. So, Continue, uh, Kyle. Stay, um, stay tuned to the next segment. We're about five minutes away, and we, we will answer your question. Um, the Dick and Drill, as I was saying. The importance of the dick and drill was that you shoot out at 30, 40, and 50 yards. If you can get a four-inch group or even a five-inch group at 50 yards, because keep in mind, folks, your standard target for center mass is about eight, eight inches. That's about what you have as your, as your size. And, okay, shooting at three, five, seven yards, that's a piece of cake. I can take a new shooter and in a day I can have them shooting a two inch group at three, five and seven yards. Mm -hmm. What you want to do is, and you know, I've heard instructors say this, if you can make a headshot at 25 yards, you're doing something right. Okay. Yeah. If you can hit center mass in a four or five inch group at 50 yards, you're perfecting your technique. Yes. I shoot at longer distances. I, I do. Because if I can put a four-inch group at 50 yards, then I know I can put an inch group at seven yards. Right. Now, I'm exactly. not saying that you just go out and you shoot at uh, just 50 yards and never shoot at seven yards. You have to maintain your skill set. But you might want to invest in learning to get a decent group at the 40, 30, and 50-yard uh, range. Yes. 
because because the technique that is required to be able to to accurately shoot at longer ranges it's easier to scale down your technique for closer ranges than it is to be proficient at a close range and scale it up to longer ranges yeah i mean it is uh you know the thing is is that this is all something that you know we go into training remember we we talked about this numerous times shooting is about 95% mental you know the the other 5% is muscle memory and uh, and things like that the, those are the the things that are important now again we we do want to emphasize yes elijah dickens missed two shots he put eight shots on target at 40 yards that is mm-hmm. phenomenal shooting especially from a guy who has no formal training whatsoever Right. That is phenomenal shooting. And for you to, and for people to come out here and say, Oh, you know, it was luck. No, it wasn't luck. Because you don't shoot 80% on luck. No, you don't shoot 80% at 40 yards on luck. No. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. So um, again, folks go out and get your training. If you have your own private range and you can do this, set up a target at 40 yards, set up a target at 30 yards, get yourself a baseline and say, okay, I've got to work at this. Right. I've done that myself. I, I've taken a, a target out 50 yards at the gun range and shot. And then when I've went and inspected my target, I'm going, Ooh, I got to work on this. And it took years. It didn't just take a week or something like that. It took years for me to get there. So go out and do that. It's going to help you in the long run. God forbid you ever run into a situation like you did with, uh, with uh elijah dickens nick you have anything you want to add to that no i mean that's in order for me to add to that i need to know more information about the particular situation because i still have questions you know what i mean and we're not going to get those answers until the investigation is complete guy relford's already made that clear so once i get the answers to those questions then I can go go forward with it, you know, because I have questions like, you know, was Eli recognizing what was behind his target? Because we talked about, you know, did he pick his angle of that 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 he of engagement based off of what would be behind his target when he engaged? Because you know that's some that's one of our that's one of the the basic rules that we all learn is know know what's beyond your target. So did he do that? Or, or did he just immediately engage? Like, but we're not going to know those answers until after the investigation's over. Right. We're right. We're not going to. We're and and that is a, a point that uh, he made that Dan did make. Is there's still a lot that is going on in this investigation that we don't know of yet. And once we do, we'll be able to make tweaks to this drill. But right. uh, the Dickens drill is learning to shoot at uh, good groups at longer distances. Um, and, and one of the big reasons I, I advocate for that is because you can't always carry your rifle. Right. <laughs> you know, people, people, people have told me before, like I've told people that I was able to, sh- to shoot, a, to hit a 12 inch target at a hundred yards with a 357 Magnum. And they're like, why are you even trying to do that? You're never going to need to do that. Well, now that we have any, you know, you know what I mean? People they say the same thing about shooting 40 yards with a nine mil, you know? You never know when the skill is going to be needed. Yeah. So again, folks, go get the training, go test yourself. You always try to make yourself better. All right. We'll be right back after this. 
The SAF is the most important gun rights organization in existence. Don't believe me? They are responsible for 80% of gun rights cases making their way through the courts right now, fighting to protect your right to keep and bear arms. Still don't believe me? Then head on over to saf.org where you can read about the current cases open right now. You can also join the fight or donate to the cause. Protecting your rights, one lawsuit at a time. Visit saf.org today. Are you looking for an iconic firearm to add to your collection? Well, look no further than Beretta Firearms. Beretta is the oldest firearms manufacturer in the world, supplying firearms as far back as 1650. In fact, the Beretta 92FS was the primary sidearm for the U.S. Armed Forces. Beretta has all types of handguns, rifles, and shotguns to fit your needs, whether it be home defense or concealed carry. Handgun options include the 92, PX4 Storm, and the new APX series. Beretta is known for reliability and effectiveness. That's why so many military and law enforcement have relied on Beretta. Visit Beretta.com to view their selections. Beretta, win the fight. A big part of the concealed carry lifestyle is carrying your firearm at all times. This can be difficult if you don't have the right holster. I've tried many holsters with minimum success. Then I tried the Cloak Tuck, an inside the waistband holster made by Alien Gear Holsters. They also make the Shape Shift Holster Series, have lifetime warranties, and are made right here in the USA. Visit AlienGearHolsters.com to browse their selections and find the best holster for your lifestyle. This segment of the American Gun Show is brought to you by the Second Amendment Foundation. Join or donate at saf.org. Now back to the defender of your gun rights, Jason Reed. All right, folks, welcome back to the show. This is the last segment. We're going to get to a couple emails and some comments, although I do not think Kyle is still with us because I noticed the viewer went down. But before we get to that, uh, we are. Uh, uh, I'm proud to announce that uh, we are going to be starting another show uh, separate from this show. And I know you guys see Nick on here all the time, but uh, this show is going to be called uh, Freedom and Reason. And you are going to be able to get it on the same network that you get here on uh, on uh, the platforms. We'll be streaming on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, can't do it on YouTube. Sorry, guys, I got banned. Um, and it will be available on all podcast platforms uh, this Saturday. Um, we're going to be taping the show uh, tomorrow night. And uh, then we're going to uh, we're going to have some fun with it. And it's it's not a, sp a specific uh, Second Amendment show. It's about news that you guys might have missed. And we're going to talk about it and, uh, you know, have some fun with it. Yeah. So, yeah. Kind of broaden the horizons a little bit, you know, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, you know, basically you're 
two average Americans coming out here and talking about the things and saying the things that everyone else is thinking. So, yeah, we're going to actually talk about the uh, the uh, kitchen table issues that yeah. uh, many Americans are talking about. All right. A uh, comment we got from Kyle in the CV right wing guy here. I have a 12 gauge for deer hunting in the fall. What is with protecting the second amendment? It's not in danger of being repealed. Uh, short answer is this second amendment's not about hunting deer. Right. Um, this, this, the second, I, I mean, Hey, you got a second amendment or a, a 12 gauge for hunting that that's completely fine. Um, you know, I'm all for that. But um, the Second Amendment is not about deer hunting. Uh, it's about protecting ourselves. It's about uh, defending ourselves uh, out in this crazy world that we call uh, the United States. Um, as f- that's why we protect the Second Amendment, because uh, if you would have been here earlier in the show, Kyle, we were talking about how the ATF is unlawfully searching and seizing property. Uh, we're talking about how Democrats are trying to ban every gun except guns that... Um, well, you know, here's a question for you, Kyle. Is your 12 gauge a semi-automatic and does it hold more than five rounds? If the answer to that question is yes, uh, under the new proposed assault weapons ban, your gun is illegal. That's why, that's why we protect the Second Amendment. Because, the, you know, and Kyle's right. He brought up a good point. It's not in danger of being repealed. And and, and while we, we, we say that we're Second Amendment advocates... It's not that we're afraid that the Second Amendment's going to be repealed. We know that it takes two thirds of the House, two thirds of the Senate, ratified by thirty-four, three fourths of the states, in order to 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 to, to deal with all that. You know, um, it's the fact that they are actively seeking workarounds to 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 potentially limit your ability to exercise that right without ever having done anything wrong. Okay. Our fourth the Fourth Amendment states that the only way that they can limit your rights is by a due process, meaning you've done something wrong, they've proven it in a court of law, and now they can restrict your rights accordingly. But they're not they're not trying to do that. You've got uh, you had the hearing, you had that that that, that judiciary hearing with Daniel Defense and Ruger. you know, uh, where they were it, it was supposed to be about their profits and marketing, but it, all it was was an attempt to vilify and, and, and get the uh, those manufacturers to accept liability and responsibility for something that they had no hand in. Um, you know, so that's why we're talking about defending the Second Amendment. Yeah, and he, he later commented that um, we seem very intense and upset at the slight deviation of our ideas. Um, no, it's not our ideas. It's we present facts here where we have people like Dick Durbin saying things like your state allows you to do this. It's not allowed. It is guaranteed under the constitution. Correct. There is no allow, not allow to it. You are guaranteed this right under the United States constitution, unless you do something wrong and have that right revoked from you which in turn, like Nick was saying, has you've been had due process, you've been found guilty by a jury of your peers. It's not that we're upset and intense over the fact that people have different opinions than us. It's we're upset and intense because 
we have these people like Dick Durbin, Diane Feinstein, Eric Swalwell, who are constantly attacking good law abiding Americans that have done nothing wrong. And, you know, it's been a, quite an intense show for me because of the, the the information that we've been talking about. I was quite upset and uh, Kyle did not deserve that. Um, so I do want to apologize. I unloaded some of that on him. You didn't deserve that, Kyle. No, I was wrong to do that. Um, so I don't have a problem with admitting that I was wrong. Um, it, what happened was is the question came in and uh, I made an assumption that I shouldn't have made um, because I was already on the defensive. And that's not to blame you for it. That's that's on well, me. I think that's pretty fair that, you know, he made the assumption that we get upset and intense over slight deviations from our ideas. You it's, know, it, yeah. I, I, I hate to say, Kyle, we're not Democrats. We don't get upset over that. You know, if you want to have a com, if, if you want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation about it. I, but, I am all for that myself. But when people come in and make statements that you you guys seem intense and upset, that that's the kind of stuff you see on social media. No, yeah. I spend enough time on social media doing things and getting attacked by liberals. And Democrats who always say that you seem intense. You seem oh, why? Because I'm proving you wrong. I mean, intensity is a little bit. I mean, intensity comes from being passionate about something, you know. And the thing about it is, too, is is that Kyle, we do this not just for us. It's not that I'm a uh, that I'm trying to preserve the fact that I get to keep my guns. I'm also doing this from the perspective of I want you to keep yours as well, you know. And I want the guy down the street to be able to keep his. Like that's that's what it boils down to. That's where that level of intensity comes from, because we feel a duty because I'll be honest, for me, partially because I took a, a, an oath to, to support and defend the United States Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And I've never been relieved of that oath. So with that being said, it's for you, too. You know, that's why we get so passionate about this, because people don't real people off, always assume that we're just doing it for ourselves and we're not. It's for them, too. And they don't want to pay attention because all of this stuff is going on behind the scenes and mainstream media often, often, always. I will say always covers for them and they keep these things buried so that people don't know it's intentional ignorance. Well, the thing is this and Nick. How long did they run the Highland Park story? A couple weeks. They're, well, they're, they're still doing it. They're still kind of doing it, yeah. Okay, how long did the Greenwood shooting get ran? Oh, uh, you got to go search it up. Like, you got to go find it. Yeah, it was they, a day. They buried that. It was a day. Mm-hmm. That's done by design. It, it's in, yeah, that's what I said. It's intentional ignorance. They're intentionally keeping people ignorant. So we just go about our daily lives. It's, it's, it's very much so pay no attention behind to the man behind the curtain, like from like Wizard I, of Oz. And like I said, Kyle, you got a shotgun. If that shotgun is semi automatic and holds more than five rounds, or five shells, under this new assault weapons ban that they're proposing, your gun would be illegal. Yes. Mm hmm. And if people like Eric Swalwell have their way, uh, not only would your shotgun be illegal, but you'd be required to turn it over. And if you don't, you're going to jail. Yes. And that's a, that, and you didn't do anything wrong. Like you said, you. No, no, this new law that they just, that they just proposed 
that they tabled until August. They tabled it till August, till the next session of Congress. Okay. This new law that they proposed would outright ban these firearms and you're not allowed to keep them. It would, they would ban all semi-automatic pistols that accept a detachable magazine, which is all of them. I haven't yeah. seen, I haven't seen a semi-automatic pistol yet. That's uh, got a fixed magazine. Uh, any shotguns that are semi-automatic that hold more than uh, five rounds or six rounds or more, they would be illegal. Of course, any kind of rifle that accepts a semi-automatic rifle that accepts a, de- a detachable magazine would be illegal. And, and if it held more than 10 rounds as a semi-auto, which is like 99% of your 22s, your 22 LR that you learn to shoot with, as a young person with your grandpa, they hold 18. They're illegal. They're semi-auto and they hold 18 rounds in the tube. They're illegal. Kyle, what state are you from? It, there, There's a bit of a delay. Kyle's coming to us from Twitch, so there's about a 30 yeah. to 45 second delay. So there's I, I'm be just kind of interested to know what, what state he's coming from. Because that's the, that, that's the assumption that we get. Well, they're not taking our guns. They're just making it more restrictive for criminals and illegals. No, that's not the case because criminals aren't getting their guns by legal means. They get their guns by illegal means. And the fact of the matter stands is this. Like I said earlier in the show, you know, <clears throat> he lives in Illinois. <clears throat> okay. He only his 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 firearm only holds three rounds at a time. Okay, here 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 and Kyle, like you said, you haven't dug deep enough into it. I encourage you to do so, please, yeah, please go do. dig go dig into it. That's that that's that is the biggest premise of all of this. We're feeding you guys information. Go co- go find the additional information to corroborate it. Okay, it's out there. They're just not actively handing it to you through mainstream media. Mainstream media is not your friend. Okay. And here, and and, you you know, man, there's so, 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 so many things. Like I was saying earlier, I told Jason earlier in the show, if we wanted to do common sense gun control legislation, common sense states that if we wanted to reduce the number of criminals and illegals that are able to obtain firearms, then we would hold uh, legit. Uh, we would hold law enforcement bodies accountable for not uh, quickly disseminating the information to the NICS system, so that when people go to purchase this firearm and have their background checked, that it comes up on their background check. But um, we are. Uh... We are running short on time, Kyle. If uh, you want to email me, it's AGS19811 at Outlook.com. You can email me, and I'll be more than happy to talk with you. Um, you can email Nick at uh, centerpieceshow at gmail.com. We'd be more than happy to talk with you. Um, you know, we're always open to talking to people, uh, but we do have to uh, end the show. Uh, We will be back uh, next week for more American Gun Show. Uh, Until then, take care of one another or take care of one another. Uh, Have a great night. And remember, folks, it's our fight. 
All right.